Are we on? Fantastic. Good morning, everyone. It's a real privilege to be here with you and uh, to share something that's been really heavy on my heart. Well, not heavy, but something that God's given me for a little while now. And it's uh, talking about being the man of God or being the man that God has made you to be. And I think that's perfect today because it's Father's Day. And Father's Day, if you're being the man of God, the man that God's called you to be, then you are being a good father, you're being a good role model, you're being a good husband. Now, as Aunt pointed out, it's not just fathers to our own children, seamless, huh? Um, As fathers to the people around you, the people in the youth, the people who look up to you, the people in your workplaces who look to you because they know you're a Christian. So as I talk today, please take it in in that context. Now, I'm shamelessly talking to men today. However, ladies, this is also for you as well because if you want the men in your lives, your husbands, your sons, the men in the church, the men around you to be the men that God has made you to be, then it's important for you guys to enable it and allow it and encourage it. So please grab a seat and we'll kick into it. All right. Now, I'm going to have to go to my notes sometimes because God's given me some quite specific words and I want to make sure I get those ones right. Um, So please excuse me if I do that. Um, I'm also really excited to have my dad uh, with us today, mum and dad. Um, If at the end of my life I can look back and I've been half the man, had half the wisdom or has achieved as much for the kingdom of God as my father, I I will consider that success. So, why are Andrew, Nico, Don One, Don Two, Phil, Eric, myself, and all the other men in the I group so excited about what God is doing with us? It's because I believe, we believe that God is doing something right now in the men of this church, something that is significant, something that is powerful, something that is awesome for the men in this church, and then we don't know where to after that. But let's get something straight right from the outset. The enemy doesn't want that to happen. He doesn't want the men in this church to be the man of God that they have called, that God has called you to be. He wants us to be dull. He wants us to be sleepwalkers. He wants us to be ineffective in our families, in our lives, in our workplaces, and what I'm going to call our here and now. He wants us to be so ineffective that we will sit down and sit idly by while other, while other people step in to do the job that we were meant to do. And they won't be doing it as effectively because we have been made for this here and now. And I'll talk to that in a second. Society undermines men to the point where even us men have forgotten what we are meant to be. But no, okay, men, I want some bit of a, bit of a noise here because I'm going to state some things. But no, that is not what God has called me or the men of this church to be. He has called us to be courageous, to be brave, to be valiant, to be strong, to be bold and daring, to love deeply and without measure. Men with hearts that hurt when they see injustice or the weak being downtrodden. Men with character who live the fruit of the Spirit. Men who will bring hope to a nation. Men who will bring hope to a community and the family and not just to their own family, but the families that they influence. Men who will stand up, stand out and stand shoulder to shoulder with their brothers. Matthew eleven twelve says, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. That is not baby Jesus meek and mild. That is warfare. That is boldness and that is courage. So where does it all start? It starts with you being the man that God has called you to be in your family, your church life, your workplace, 
the here and now that God has made for you. Who's best placed to minister to your here and now? Uh, it's obvious, right? It's you. No one has been made with the strengths, the weaknesses, the talents, the opportunities. No one has the experience, the relationships, the skin in the game that you do. So you are the one that God has called you to be in your here and now. Jeremiah 1 verse 5, it says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So the prophet to the nations I'm going to speak to shortly, but did you hear that? Before I formed you, I knew you, I set you apart, I appointed you. So you are who you are and where you are by God's perfect design. Everything that he has given you, he has given you for a reason. Everything he's not given you, he has not given you for a reason. So that you have to lean into him or lean into others. No one has been given the has been so perfectly and strategically placed for your here and now as you have. So how can we be the man of God that God has called us to be in our here and now? I'll give you some pointers. Firstly, pray. Now that's a theme that's been coming out for the last few months and it's critically important. Give thanks to God for the skills, for the strengths, for the weaknesses and for the opportunities. Thank Him for your wife, your kids, your church groups, the people around you. Pray for guidance and opportunity. Pray for wisdom, patience, the presence of God, the leading of the Holy Spirit. Pray for your wife and children and your loved ones. If you want to hear an incredible testimony of the power of a mother's prayer, talk to James Hind. If you want to know why I'm still alive and I can still walk, ask mum and dad how many hours prayer they put into me over the years. Pray for your own covering and spiritual protection. The enemy does not want you to succeed in this, so there will be opposition. So pray your spiritual armor on and pray it over your families and your loved ones and those who you are responsible for. Secondly, be intentional. Have a plan. We don't build a house without a plan, right? Look in the Bible at the detailed plans that God gave to Noah for the ark or Solomon for the building of the temple. They are deep and detailed plans. God plans. So we need to plan. How can we expect to be the man God wants us to do, uh, be or have the influence we're meant to have if we haven't made a plan? So seek God, partner with God, make a plan, write it down, then do it. John Peters was here. He's, his saying is, a Bible's no good if you don't open it. Well, a plan's no good if you don't put it to work. So, yep, talk to God, make a plan, write it down, take action, and finally partner with God. Thirdly, model the behavior you want in your children. Fathers, be the man your children aspire to be. Live the behaviors, the character, the traits. Love, laugh, have fun, live big, inspire them, challenge them, encourage them, draw it out of them. Be passionate. Submit yourself to God and let them see you do it. In James 4, 7, it says, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Surely that's the witness that we want our children and the people that we have influence over to see. I've touched it once already, love big and with a big heart. Give of yourself, give generously. 
Give without measure. Don't count the cost. Be their hero. I have an inbuilt desire in me to be a hero. Uh, Not just a help someone on a rainy day hero. I do that as well, but I have a passion within me to be a proper save someone someone's life hero. And I've been fortunate a few times in my life to have been able to do that. And I get frustrated with God when I don't get the opportunity. But in my life, I think I've probably done 10 or 12 rescues in the surf. I did two in one day and one day I actually did two at once. And it was at high risk. Why did I do that? I'm not just blowing myself up here. Why did I do that? I did it because I saw my dad do it. Every time we went tramping and we went hunting, he would carry more than his share. He would walk further than he had to. He would always reach out. He would always step in and help. He would always come to the rescue. He was a hero. That was his model behavior of me, to me. And what about our other father figure, Jesus? It isn't baby Jesus meek and mild. He stood up to the spiritual leaders of the day, the authority, and he stood his ground. He stood up for the weak and the downtrodden. He prayed for the sick. He helped. He healed. That's a hero. He went and got beaten and he got killed for me. That's a hero. That's model behavior. I need a drink. Uh, fourthly, know your spiritual authority. I love the scripture um, of the Roman centurion in Matthew 8, verse 8. The centurion replied, just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes. I tell this one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. He said, greater faith have I not seen in all of Israel. Now, now to me, that isn't actually faith. It must be because Jesus said it was, but to me, that's knowledge. The centurion knew and understood authority and structure. So many of you will know me and know that I spent a long time in the military, and in the military, I achieved a reasonably high level of rank. I honored and obeyed my superiors, and in turn, I gave orders to my subordinates. They never asked why I had the authority to do it because they were subject to the rules, the Armed Forces Disciplinary Act, the, the law of the military. They understood the authority. They understood the structure. And it's the same with the spiritual world. Angels and, angels and demons understand the authority. They have to adhere to it. So be the spiritual warrior that God has called you to be in your areas of influence and your here and now. Um, men, you are sons and heirs of the living God. And as his sons and heirs, you have been given delegated authority here on earth. John 14, 12 says, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to my Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask for anything and I will do it. Now that is awesome. Ephesians 6.12 says, For we battle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and powers of darkness, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against the spiritual wickedness in high places. So men, we're responsible to learn how to do spiritual warfare and do it every day for the people that we're responsible for. Five, lead. Be the leaders that God has called you to be. 
being a man carries a mantle of leadership. Now, leadership is a whole other sermon and I'm not going to go there, but I am going to bring out two things. Firstly, lead, full stop. Secondly, leaders grow leaders. We aren't given authority and we aren't given places of responsibility to hold on to them and make ourselves feel good. We are given them to pass it on. So look into your workplaces, into your church areas, look for the people that need to be grown, support them, empower them, help them, grow them, nurture them, make them the leaders that God wants them to be as well. Finally, speak prophetically into your environment. So this goes back to the verse in Jeremiah 1.5, but listen to this, Isaiah 55.11. My word goes out from my mouth, it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Now that doesn't mean the Bible when it says the word, it means the prophetic declarations that come out of your mouth, the things being spoken into existence. Jeremiah 1 verse 9 says, Then the Lord reached out his hand and he touched my mouth and he said to me, I have put words in your mouth. See today, I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot, to tear down, to overthrow, and to build and plant. As children of God, we have the authority to speak things into being. Think of God creating the heavens and the earth just with the power of the spoken word. As his children and heirs, we have been given that same authority. So plug into God, start speaking prophetic words over yourself, your family, and your here and now. Even further to that, Jeremiah 1.12 says, The Lord said to me, you have seen correctly, for, what I am, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. Think about that. God himself is watching to ensure that every word of his that we proclaim on his behalf comes to fruition. So ask God for insight and wisdom for your family and your environment and your here and now. Ask him for prophetic words, then declare them, speak them out and speak them into being as a command. Now, when I, when I gave those, when I got those words and wrote them down, I was really excited. And then I went to bed that night and God wouldn't let me sleep. sleep, And he said to me, you've declared it. Now you're going to do it. So um, I'm going to act in obedience today. And I'm going to speak prophetic words out over the men in the I group. I can't do all of the men because there's a lot of them, but I've been given specific words for some men and I've been given titles, which I think is cool, names. So I'm going to speak these out in obedience and I'm going to, I've got to read this right. I'm going to act in obedience and call out the prophetic words for these men in front of you all here as witnesses. Together, we are going to call things into being that may not yet be. We are going to make declarations that will be statements of fact and things that are, are to come to pass. So when I call these out, particularly all you men that know the other men in the I group, yell out with me, support me, okay? Because I want to make sure that what we're doing aren't just words that are coming out of my mouth, they are prophetic words that we are speaking into existence, that are speaking into being. And we know that in Deuteronomy 32 verse 30, it says, one will put a thousand to flight, but two will put 10,000. So as I call these out, church, please State these with me and agree with me on them. All right, let's go. Andrew Baxter. Man of honour and integrity. Derek. Man of wisdom. Faithful. Woo. 
a warrior and loyal to me. Don Juan, man of faith, valiant, favoured by God. Jamie, bold as a lion. Eric, are you here today? Awesome. Eric, courageous, a man of strength. Eric, I truly believe that God is saying, don't look back on your ministry with sadness because that wasn't your ministry. That was only the training ground. It was tough and it refined you, but you were faithful and you have kept your heart pure for me. But your actual ministry is still to come. I believe that your ministry will be one that you will do with your wife, Kylie, and that you both need to seek him for what it is and the timing for it. Phil, you may not agree with me on this, but the name God gave me to give you was Overcomer. Where are you, Phil? Overcomer. And then he said, live in the new freedom that that name will give you. Nico. (laughs) Nico. Humble, strong, a man of destiny. Nico, I got a a vision for you and it was God with a massive bow and you were the arrow in it and he was pulling it back and he was pulling it further and further and further and further and he's going to let it go and he's not not scribing an arc, he's firing it dead straight and you are going to be released and you're going to fly dead straight and true. You're going to go through branches, you're going to go straight, you're not going to be deflected and you're going to punch dead into the heart of the target that God's got for you and you're going to hit so hard that you're going to sink right in and be effective for God. And people don't know this, but yesterday we um, took a whole lot of men out and we were teaching them to shoot. Nico jumped onto the 270, which is a big rifle. I don't know if he's ever shot a rifle like that before. He got two perfect bullseyes. I have never seen that in my life. And that just confirmed for me this word, because exactly the same as this word, that's how you're going to hit, dead in the centre of that target. Dave Clifton, hopefully you're listening online. Uh, you think you're taking your time with God, but God is taking this time with you. Because he says, because I love you, I know you, and I know what you have endured, but your heart is still pure towards me. So I will honor you and you will be a mighty man for me. God has got a massive call for your life. Dave, and he's got a massive plan. And the exact words he gave me was, you do not build a giant foundation and then build a mud hut on it. I think that's self-explanatory. Jay Buxton, I think you're hiding up there with the stream team. God says to you, I see you. I know you. I love you. I have a plan for you. I will fight for you. Others may have given up. Even you may have given up at times, but I have not. Chris. Man of passion, you have an incredible anointing on your prayers and I've already told you that. But God says he wants to put the same anointing on your spoken words. But he is going to work with you to grow wisdom and to grow empathy so he can release you into the destiny and the purpose that he has for you. Don too. Where are you, Don? There you are. Okay, first of all, God told me I'm not allowed to call you Don too anymore because in God's eyes, you are second to no one. He loves you. He loves you and he sees that you are a man with a heart after him. Oli Vitali, man of joy, bringer of hope. James Hind, I have never let you go or lost sight of you. 
I have never stopped loving you or pursuing you. You are now where you are meant to be. Stay hungry for me. Keep trusting in me. And I will use your energy and passion to achieve the things for my kingdom that are beyond your imagination. Martin, who isn't actually a part of this church, but he goes to our I group and I'll tell him to listen later. He says, faithful and obedient, passionate for my ways. Dad, this will sound strange. Dad, well done, good and faithful. You have run a long and difficult race and have been faithful throughout. Without wavering, you have been the man I needed you to be. Now look back and enjoy what we have achieved. But it isn't over yet. All right. So Bruce, Steve, Sheldon, Lance, and all the other guys that I haven't got words for today, we can get those for you. Any men who want a prophetic name or a prophecy over your life, come along to men's nights on Tuesday nights. See what God's doing with us. See what he's got planned for you. Uh, So to finish off, submit to God through prayer. Make a plan. Partner with God and be intentional. Model the desired behaviors. Speak things into being through prophetic words. Take action and be expectant. And a final verse from Jeremiah 1 verse 17, for all you mighty men of valor, get yourself ready, exclamation mark. There's an exclamation mark in the Bible. That's a plan. Stand up and say to whomever I command you to, that's speaking prophetically, do not be terrified of them or I will terrify you before them. Today I've made you a fortified city, an iron pillar, a bronze wall to stand up against the whole land against kings and priests. That is our God. That is his plan for you. And that is his purpose to make us the men that he's made us to be. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.